Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This episode is brought to you by Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, and Secret Invasion. <laughs> Two projects that they definitely don't want you to remember. Nope. Anyway, they- welcome back to the Phantom Tonight podcast. More specifically, Marvel Monthly. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, and, and boy, we, we put one down for a date. And boy, howdy, all the Marvel thing happened in quick succession. Very <laughs> quick. Like, so this is going to be one of the more, more loaded slash maybe the most loaded Marvel monthlies we've ever done. Um, so today we're talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, Echo trailer, some release dates have been moved. The actor strike is over. Oh, the MCU is in shambles, maybe. Uh, Loki season two and the Marvels. And the only reason we're not doing Spider-Man two is because I figured this episode was a little too full already. Um, and I'm not hundred percent done with it yet. So I'm going to give my thoughts on that on a later episode. <laughs> so what, what, before we do anything else, as is custom tradition, tradition, even. tradition, even what have we been marveling lately? A segment what? that usually but not really includes marvel stuff and kind of has become a catch-all for stuff that we want to talk about or have been watching but are not able to dedicate a whole episode to (laughs) um but just before we begin i want to note just for you listeners that we are planning on doing a murtag review um some of us have the book and some of us are trying to finish Fork Witch Worm before starting on it. Um, and then we're also planning on doing an Invincible Season 2 Part 1 review in the coming weeks. Just throwing that out there. But who would like to go first? Spencer, how many pages is Murtag? 600 and something. It's like 650-ish. Okay. The audio uh, I scheduled our review like... for this in a flat month after its release date. Oh, shoot. I better get started. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm going to get the audio book. Well, it gets, that is I'm, in the, I'm in the pronunciation guides at the end, but oh, there's a really cool picture of Illyria on here. This is all relevant to Marvel for sure. Uh, it's 665 pages long. The text itself. It's actually not as big as I thought. Darn. It looks it's Could have big, added one more page. Execute all the six, six, six. <laughs> Oh, I think we're getting on a different order if we're doing six, I know. six, six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start by saying I've read a couple chapters of Murtag and it's great. Um, and that's really, I mean, I don't have too many. I mean, I've been watching, my wife and I are watching a lot of reality TV right now. So, the Amazing Race and the Great British Bake Off are both in full full swing ahead, right? Full steam ahead right now. So, I haven't. I don't think I've really done much other marveling lately. There was something I was going to mention that I just forgot about. I don't think I've really done that much. Lately, I mean, it's You've been, been a working long time your way back done. through the Aragon series. You, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't remember 
where we left off, but I've finished Eldest, uh, Grissinger, and Inheritance. Um, all of those took me a little bit, and then um, just starting the, the Fork Witch Worm. Uh, that one, I'll be done with that this week, I think. Um, it's very short. Con- continuously try and find the One Piece. Woo! Man, what a what a journey! Woo! Uh, there's so many Both times I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a break, and then I see something in life, and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of One Piece. I better get on that again. And you're uh, watching the OG, I'm guessing, like the anime. Well, yes, uh, the, the English dubbed. Uh, just, just want that out there because so many anime watchers are like sub only. Uh, and um, is that supposed to be short for subtitle? Yes. Yes. Goodness yeah, and dub title. <laughs> and you guys uh, are dub title. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I don't think I've mentioned this to you guys, but um, like a month ago, I watched uh, one of DC's latest animated movies. It was Batman. I think it was called like Batman Doom or something like that. It yep. was like if Doom Batman by Gotham, is, the Doom that came to Gotham. Oh, but, but it's yeah, like yeah, something like that. The video like game if, Doom. Uh, no, <laughs> that would be very fun. It was like if Batman was mixed with Cthulian Lovecraft creatures. It was one of the strangest. DC animated movies I've seen, and I've seen almost all of them. Uh, and then, uh, just today, I finished watching um, uh, War World that just came out pretty recently. Um, yeah. Looks pretty good. Which, which was not not great. Um, oh. But, I mean, it's, it, it had something at the end of it that was like, uh, crisis at Infinite Earths is coming. Oh, um, they confirmed that again. Yeah, yeah, I know that's coming. I don't know what when, but I think DC animated movies is releasing like two more. Um, that'll be fun. But man, this was such a weird movie because it was like three short films. One focused on Wonder Woman, one focused on Batman, and then one kind of focused on all three. And then they like teamed up, but they didn't know who they were. And they teamed up against with Martian Manhunter to defeat uh, Mongol. It was just a weird movie. Um, but at the same time, it had some good moments. I, uh, you I, just made me think of something I watched for the first time. I started Superman, the animated series. Mm. I'd watched most of Justice League. I think I'm a season short on Unlimited. And then I've watched a fair bit of Batman. But I hadn't really watched the Superman one before. Um, It's very good. It's a little strange because the... It's it's pretty much a prequel to the Justice League series. Like, I mean, not a prequel, but it came before. Um, but the Superman actor subtly changed voice actors and they oh. didn't give a reason. And the old Superman voice actor came back later for movies and they sound almost the same. So hmm. I don't really have complaints. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's 
It's what a little Superman strange. did Yuri Lowenthal play? Not that one. Okay. I don't remember. I remember he was talking to, oh, Jack Quaid. Because yeah. they both have played yeah, I can't remember uh, which Spider-Man and Superman. Yeah, in a cage. But... Yeah, he's the, he's the third part of that yeah, mm-hmm. trifecta. What a weird trifecta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Nick Cage, I should just mention that I played a lot, a lot of Spider-Man 2. Oh. Um, I thought you were going to say Five Nights at Freddy's. No. Um, I did watch that movie. But have I, you seen Willy's Wonderland? No, it's even that You've got to watch Willy's Wonderland. And that's Nick Cage, right? That one's the one yeah. with Nick yeah. Cage. And it's essentially a knockoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. At Nick Freddy's. Cage is doing some other movie that's great. That looks good. Um, I also want to see Next Goal Wins, which uh, is the Taika with TT. Yeah. I mean, I want to see... I'm not seeing it because of Taika anymore. I'm seeing it because of... Uh, oh, my gosh. Michael Fassbender. Oh, he is. In He's that. in that. It took me a while. Oh. It took me a while Blonde to notice. Blonde Michael Fassbender trying to make teach a Samoans how to play soccer. It's match made in heaven. Um... For for me, anyway, I also saw the uh, the first of the short films that Wes Anderson made. I saw the Henry Sugar one, and it's wonderful, like absolutely awesome. Royal Dahl and Wes Anderson are just like they work so well together. And I don't think he wrote a script at all. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like because I've read Henry Sugar before. And I was like, it's pretty much just word for word, just on the screen. Like they, they, all the characters, like, I don't know. Cole saw it. Tim, did you see it? Saw what? Henry Sugar. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Basically like the characters just like, they just turn and they start talking about the story. And then when they say things, they say the line and then they say, I said, Uh, and then they keep talking and they go, Blah, 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 that actually blah, blah. sounds really I said, fun. I said, I said vicariously, and then this, and they just keep talking back and forth, and they look at the screen, and they look away, and and it's oh, it's so many people. Like I can't, I can't remember all their names, but they're all these actors that you know, and it's the same cast of people, and they all play each other's characters. Interesting. Um, Tim Richard Iodade's in there. Right, Iod. I always say his name wrong. Um, obviously Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's not even the, he doesn't even get the most screen time. Um, Royal Doll is played by uh, Voldemort. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, Ray, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is like plays Royal Doll basically. Um, ben Kingsley is in it as well. How Richard Iodi is the funniest part of the thing because he plays the two most different characters that you could imagine. Well, that's just Richard Iodi for you. Yes, he's magnificent in everything he does. <laughs> so I have to. I need to get back on the dark place. I still haven't finished it. Gotham Ring's dark place. <laughs> <laughs> it's so this isn't so really bad. like what have we been marveling, but I do think this is interesting. Uh, this past week we had the ending of Loki and Marvel's on the same day 
And then the next day we wow. have another episode of Invincible. And so we'll have another Invincible this week and another one next week. And then we'll have the break. Uh, and then about a month later, um, Percy Jackson starts. And then during that same time frame, I think, Echo starts. Mm-hmm. It releases entirely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then on Hulu and Disney Plus. At that point, we'll I think we'll have like back to back or maybe overlapping Marvel animated shows or live action shows for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, I thought what if season two is supposed to drop next month? Oh, yeah, I don't I don't know. They haven't put much advertising out. It might be delayed a little bit like that really could be a surprise just here it is yeah i, I feel no like idea. i haven't heard of that in a long time i feel like it won't have the culminating storyline or anything either no not that that's a problem it's fine the way it will be but cole do you have anything um i mean we've been watching stuff i've just been watching random been bits out bits and pieces of just random movies. Um, I haven't had a bunch of time. I've been doing... I caught up on the Percy Jackson books, so I read uh, The Sun and the Star, right. and then I read The Chalice of the Gods, which The Chalice of the Gods, I think I told you guys, was such a fun trip. Um, and now I'm working on The Heroes of Olympus, Mm, those are good Um, and then as you guys could tell from my reaction earlier i started one piece um i watched the live action i thought it was amazing i love the storyline i love the characters so i just dove right into the anime and i'm like this is this is amazing um i don't know the anime uh, you're in Logtown, so you haven't met Garp yet in the anime, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. He's a great entrance. Garp. Well, that's who I thought Smoker was. Oh, like, is this Garp? I can see that. Yeah. I also haven't met Chopper yet, which I really wanna. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think you should soon. I think I should, but it's it's for a beginning anime. I've had a lot of people be like. Why did you choose that? And I was like, it's not because of the length of episodes. Length of episodes is not a problem for me as the person who's watched all 60, 70 years of freaking Doctor Who (laughs) every single episode. I can handle a 1,000 episode plus animated. There are definite times in One Piece where the pacing is just bad. Yes. But... Uh, the store is great. Oh man, exactly. the store is so good. Just, just when you think, like you have no emotions, uh, Oda's like, "Here's a here's a bat store for you that'll make you cry," and you're like, "Why? I just want to see pirates." Oh <laughs> uh, wait, I think I'm past Logtown. Actually, I've met the Grandpa Dragon. Oh. And Apis. This is all stuff that really makes sense to me. Oh, I know. (laughs) I watched exactly half of the first episode of the live-action One Piece. You need to finish that. 
and then I turned it off. (laughs) He didn't like that he could stretch? It was a lot of... Oh, I didn't care. I was fine. (laughs) I think I just got bored. um, I'm the worst. I was describing it to one of my friends who's watched Avatar The Last Airbender, and I was like, Luffy, uh, Luffy and Aang are essentially the same person. Also, speaking of Avatar, they dropped the trailer for the live action. I've seen images. I haven't seen the full trailer, but it looks like crap. Really? (laughs) Okay. It's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be more of the dark and brooding that we got in the 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 live action movie. Spencer, you've never seen uh, Alta. Alta. None of the things. Dark. Almost none of the things. But Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. Um, real quick, Action Strike is over. Huzzah. Huzzah! Uh, for the actors getting their... Register. So we can get paid now, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I will be trying to bring in new AI sanctions in uh, 2026. Just so no! you know. I'm going to bring in AI Tim and AI Cole (laughs) and AI myself so I can just kick back and make money. That's definitely what we do with this podcast. (laughs) Um, In another note, just on the note of the podcast, the Star Wars Historians show took a break um, in solidarity with the actor's strike, uh, just David's personal convictions with that. Um, So they're coming back soon. Just tune in there if you want to hear Star Wars thoughts, because if you don't, if you're looking for that here, you're in the wrong place. Um, we can give them. We can give them, but not the one. Probably not the ones you want. <laughs> <laughs> and we will all have. We all have conflicting views. Mine being that I stopped watching after Book of Boba Fett, slash in the middle of Book of Boba Fett. You didn't miss that much. Book nope. of Boba Fett was a disappointment. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. Is the MCU in shambles? Quick two-minute discussion here on that. We have to address the article, even if we don't agree don't, with it. It's a stupid article. No, it is stupid. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Variety's best attempt at clickbait. If I'm being oh, honest, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think. Well, it was. It's just. It just started naming all these obvious things. They're like, oh, She-Hulk set was She-Hulk sh- shooting was a disaster, and I'm like. This is not new information. Right. <laughs> we were watching She-Hulk. In our She-Hulk review, we go, yeah, this was a filming disaster. But there's some fun parts here. Right. There was a lot of fun stuff with She-Hulk. <laughs> if anything's a disaster, it was Secret Invasion. Yes. Yeah. The MC but... was always, I mean, the MC <laughs> has always been flying by the seat of their pants. And they just got super lucky for most of the Infinity Saga. I won't even say all of it's good. Yeah, I was trying to discuss, like, obviously, the news is out. The Marvels has bombed. It's like Marvel's first box office failure. And I I think they just didn't advertise or believe in it enough because all the feedback I've heard, and I mean almost all the feedback on social media, has been positive. I got on Facebook, guys. Facebook. On, and they were saying, oh, it's the first bomb, blah, blah, blah. 
And I went to the comment section and every single person goes, well, that's sad because I really liked it. And it was like old people, young people. I mean, boys, girls, it didn't matter. One person who didn't like it, but they just had a stick up their butt. (laughs) There uh, there were definitely things I didn't like about it. But overall, I think I enjoyed it. But we'll get more into that uh, when me and Cole review it. Uh, Tim, you aren't ready for you aren't ready for me to review that. <laughs> I don't think he has a choice. I think I, th- I think I'm pretty flirting ready. <laughs> Very good. I yeah, I just I don't think any of it's surprising to me. Well, I, I also think some I don't I actually don't know if this part's in the article or not, but this is good to bring up. I like we know the story about Daredevil getting reworked. That really should have happened in the writing process, not during shooting. Yeah. Uh, that they're like, oh, the first four episodes, he doesn't even suit up. It's like, well, why did that make it this far? <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's going to keep the same episode count or not. A Blade, <laughs> Blade got referenced in that article, and it's like, yeah, we know that that movie has is in dire need of assistance right now. That doesn't mean the MCU is going to fall apart based on that one movie. Um, I want Blade to happen, uh, and it needs to happen soon. Otherwise, they're going to lose Mahershala Ali. But uh, it's like, they. I mean, and it's like with Fantastic Four, that's a very important movie for Marvel, and they want to take the time to do it right. I think that's why it's taking them so long for casting and stuff. Um, And I mean, with COVID pushing back a little bit, um, that more had to do with phase four. Like that can't really be an excuse now. Um, There's some, there's some real interesting things going on with Thunderbolts right now. Um, I read today that Marvel announced or Marvel is about to announce a departure from the Kang storyline. Are you talking about with Doom? (laughs) You talking about replacing Kang with Doom? (laughs) Because that's that's I don't know. That's hilarious because that's straight up from the comics. (laughs) Uh, I I don't. I just don't think they've made a final say on that yet, and yeah, I don't think we'll know until they we know that they do. Yeah, um, and I don't want to say anything about that yet because the Jonathan Majors case is no, still happening. I don't want I don't, to and get I, an opinion and I, on that either way. The most recent example I can even give is Fantastic Beasts on recasting. Um, and that was a you know dumpster fire. But I think it was for dumpster fire for other reasons. Like, it struggled for more than just that reason. So I'm actually not super opposed to recasting Kang and just pushing forward with Kang Dynasty the way it is. Um, They're talking about how, like, they they talk in the article a bit about how, like, this phase has been more disjointed. I don't know if it is. Mm -hmm. They've been, at least, phase four was a little all over the place. Um, But they, I feel like it made sense. Like, WandaVision was the very first thing. And they, while they didn't directly allude to the multiverse they kind of prepared us for it mm-hmm. by seeing 
Quicksilver, um, even though it was like a fake out. Um, and then Loki, of course, addressed it a lot. And that was like that same year. Um, not to mention No Way Home, Multiverse of Badness. So there's been a lot of projects that have alluded to that. And Shang-Chi went into a different realm. Not the same thing, but still cool. Where the heck is Shang-Chi? Um, my grief with the MCU is not the same. <laughs> my grief is that we haven't seen anything about Shang-Chi, which was one of the coolest characters and one of the a fan favorite movie of Phase 4. It came out at a horrible time. Um, but I don't think like they're on that much of a downward, downward spiral. Like I think they did a lot of cool stuff in Phase 4. I think Phase 5 has been less fun other than loki season two are we in fate what, what we're in was phase it? five okay that's right Ant Man and the Wasp was the end, was the end of phase four I forgot about yes that. uh which was, was great Stern, i think a lot of people have already for... now we're in five yeah guardians was five okay so it's just i mean and that was great so like i think the best movie that's since endgame I've probably been No Way Home, Wakanda Forever, and Guardians. But Wakanda Forever is the worst of those three. Dispute. Granted, I'm wearing a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 shirt, and I'm wearing Wakanda Forever socks. You can decide how you feel about Guardians 3. I can't decide how I feel about Guardians. I can't help you there. Nobody can. (laughs) I loved it. Every I time. mean, I think it's it's. I look back at phase one, two, and three, and as a phase, I don't really think they're relating much to the Infinity War uh, or saga. It's like some mentioned or had an Infinity Stone, or retroactively were like that was an Infinity Stone. Um, yes, but. That was like still very much Marvel was just making movies with popular characters and good movies. Uh, And then phase four and five, they were like branching out a little bit more. And they've said that the Eternals and Chanchi were kind of experimental movies um, with like lesser known characters. Guardians of the Galaxy was definitely lesser known characters. Um, it's like some of those are going to pay off, some of those might not. Um, Brady I actually, back. yeah, I mean, based on that, I actually think it's. I know Captain Marvel didn't get a huge, uh, good applause or reception when it came out, but I am a little Billion surprised Sean Chi did much better than Marvel's did, um, just based on the fact that. Maka Rambo was released or introduced in WandaVision. Miss Marvel had a good show, I think. Um, and so it had three three characters, and Sean Chi is very uh, unknown uh, to, to most people. Um, I think yeah, Marvel I mean, got think a bit of a going. boost from their first year back after COVID. That could be. And I yeah. think Shang Chi was the end of that before No Way Home brought people back. And so Eternals mm-hmm. was the lull, kind of the lull in between Shang-Chi and No Way Home. 
I think they should bring him back. But yeah, I just think it's not as bad. I mean, it is, there's problematic. And for all the things that the process that they've been taking with TV shows with like no showrunners is like crazy. Um, not, it doesn't make any sense. That all being said, they've had some pretty awesome success with TV. Um, WandaVision, we named Moon Knight, Loki, Werewolf okay. by Night, which was a short film, but similar. Don't forget um, Hawkeye. We can't. And then Hawkeye. You can't forget Hawkeye. Um, but yeah, everything else has been. I mean, Miss Marvel was great. People didn't watch it. I think they should explore different options because streaming just doesn't make money. Like they released Miss Marvel on ABC and it had some success there. Uh, people tuned in to watch it and some like they should have started with ABC and Disney Plus, which is what they're starting to do now with Echo. And so I don't know. And I'll use that as a transition point. The Echo trailer, surprisingly pretty good. That Echo trailer was better than some Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, M.A., we got a glimpse, just a little peek of Daredevil. Um, love Wilson Fisk back, and he's got that. Is he going to get that robot eye or whatever it is he did in the comics? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I'm all in. <laughs> he's going to pull a Thor and conveniently lose the eye patch at some point. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Put in on a, a fake eye, and then it works Vanessa. just like new. <laughs> Vanessa gave me this iPad. Oh, no, eye. not Vanessa. 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 You know, I was I was rewatching that trailer, and one thing that I I really don't know if they'll do, but I really hope they don't make him like a sympathetic bad guy, like when he beat up that that guy for making fun of Maya as a child. He's been, but that's his relationship with Maya, right? Yeah, but then he's like, I just want what's best for you. And she like stared at him right after he killed the guy. And I was like, I mean, I I think it's hard to uh, judge it from the trailer. But I hope that they don't like go full swing and make everyone like, oh, he did the right thing. And it's like, he's a really bad guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's so many. There's high chance that this will suck. But that was a good trailer, mm-hmm. and it yeah. seems like Matt's back. Matt Murdock's back in the Daredevil red suit. Uh, good things. So maybe it'll be a She-Hulk good things in a bad show scenario. But I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't know. And and five episodes is a red flag too. It's at least a, five episodes. They're doing. They're only doing five episodes. Yikes! And they're releasing That's all of so them. That's so weird. Once. I just. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know what Kevin Feige's thinking right now because the Marvels is happening. It, it's not. It's not a great thing to follow up with. We just had a show that no one wants to watch. I mean, we had a movie that no one wants to watch. There's a show. We're only doing five episodes. No one wants to watch. <laughs> what's what's the one? Oh, right. The one movie that's coming out next year is Deadpool, which Whoa! will have a lot of hype. But Automatically. I don't know if that's best for the MCU. 
Uh, I mean, it's going to be a multiverse movie. It's going to address a lot of what's yeah. going on. It, that's going to be I mean, crazy Mobius if that's to all this is freaking Deadpool. <laughs> that's going to be wild. I think I've, I've never actually been excited for one of the Deadpool movies, but Oh man, I was excited for that first one. I was excited for all three of them. I like the um, Deadpool character. I just, I was like, yeah, uh, maybe that's a story for another time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but is it time to sit Loki time? Is. Well, uh, phenomenal. Uh, Non-spoilers first, I guess. It's a perfect continuation of season one. It also concludes a two-season story arc. Like I, which was not planned beforehand. What do you mean? Like season one was pitched. To fighting everyone as a, yes, a one season thing, and the director, the cinematography crew, all that was it was basically a different crew. I don't know about set designers and stuff, but the director was new, um, the writer was new, directors, um, um yeah, it was yeah. the movie, so in that guys, sense, actually, in that sense, like. It was a really good continuation for not being planned as a two-season thing. A direct continuation. Yeah. Um, wild ride. It did not feel like six episodes. What What blows my mind is that all six episodes take place within, like, loosely. Take, take this loosely, but it, In a chronological... Time it's like one hour. Mm. Everything happens in one hour, and they spread that hour. Of course, they go to different times and whatever, but the central story takes place in like one hour, and that's just bonkers. Less than a day, yeah. Right. But also decades. I guess that's uh, centuries. <laughs> centuries, and, yeah. even. Oh, yeah, right. Millennia. Uh, <laughs> I think the, uh, man, everything about this show, like, production-wise, was so good. Like, the writing, the mm-hmm. dialogue, the acting, uh, the music. Set design. The set design, set cinematography, costume. special First thing effect. being actually having set designs. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the special effects, especially in episode six, man, they were so beautiful. Uh, and... It's just, it's so weird because I know Marvel has gotten a lot of flack, especially for special effects lately. And for for a TV show, this was so good. And uh, it was like everything was mapped out. And there were several scenes, like in episode five and six, that were like, this, is, this feels a little out of place, but it's, it took a lot of writing to make that work. Uh, like a lot of storyboarding, uh, all that, and it it was it just all came together so well. 
for everything, Marvel isn't doing well on other things. They did do well on this. But uh, um, I feel like ahead. part of its success also has to do with Tom Hiddleston himself. He had so much of a hand in this. Um, I sent you guys a meme the other day that I didn't catch, but it's um, he improvised that line um, referencing uh, his demise at the end of the first Thor movie where he says for all of or for you, for all of us. And he repeats that in the finale. I didn't know it was improvised. Yes, he improvised that. Wow. And they put it in the final cut. The other thing I found out today from they were talking to Kehue Kwan and wonderful no. addition to the show. By yes. The way. He he revealed that there was no reshoots. No reshoots. Which wow. is, I think, never happened. Right. Even Endgame had reshoots, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, even in a even in a movie that doesn't have production problems, they still usually have some reshoots, just like really minor ones. That's impressive. He said he was sad by was not sad. having reshoots because he was like wanting to go back to the set. <laughs> but that's and also was, just, that's just him. He's an absolute hoot. Yeah, Isabel and I were talking about too because I was talking to her about how they created real sets for everything. Um, and she was saying how like it must be so much relief and fun as an actor to actually have stuff you can feel and touch and work mm-hmm. around. Um, and I feel like Marvel used to do that. I feel like they lost it. They've lost a beat in recent, and by recent years, I mean really recent months, like recent projects. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was thinking about this probably around the time of three or four. But it was like, I think my 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 opinion on this has probably changed since episode six. But I think this season could probably be watched if you have no knowledge of the MCU. Oh uh, yeah, and and then it's like this is the definitely whole series a or just this season, season one. Um, so probably watch this after season one. But if you watch both of these outside of the the MCU. You could you could probably follow along, mm-hmm. um, and because like this season especially, Loki was the only character that we've seen in the MCU, um, and then mm, we're still a non spoiler, uh, but it's like uh, all of the other characters were introduced in season one, uh, and so so it's it was very impressive that way. I think I. I would change my opinion after seeing seeing season six on that because season six is very much a you need to see season one for this to make sense. Right. Uh, Episode six. Yes, my bad. Oh, season two. It made me like season one more. I was of the rare case where I was like, I really enjoyed Loki. Loki was my number one slash number two show, but I felt like the finale... I don't know either I I thought I used to think that MCU had this problem of great show, bad finale, Mm -hmm. bad show, good finale (laughs) to where like Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot of problems, but it had a good finale to me. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, 
the way I explained it. You can do better, Senator. I mean, there, I, I was talking about the action pretty much, which is okay. pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, but that season was bad. That episode, that scene was bad. But like WandaVision, great show. We don't want to talk about that finale. Um, and so, but Loki season two made the first finale better. I can't get into spoilers, but it, it made me like the first season more. And the season and this finale and the season was great. Um, but yeah, I, I agree think, with you, Tim. I think this is like it's really like a 12 episode work mm-hmm. now. And both both seasons are very interesting because they don't really have a villain. Um, this one especially was like the villain was just time and inevitability of destruction the way i put it to my sister just to confuse her but also not to lie was the villain is the entire season one finale (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she was like wait what like it'll make Um, sense when you watch it i guess the only grief i have that's non-spoilery that out then we can move into spoilers is that i felt like the first the ending of season one was an opportunity to open it up and connect this show into the MCU. And then they, they, they wrote themselves out of that pretty quickly and they did something awesome instead. Mm -hmm. So I can't really be, I can't really be mad, but yeah, um, it does not connect super much to the greater MCU but we kind of people kind of want that these days. It's the it's the cool hip thing to do. So if you're one of those cool hip people that's like, hey, I haven't watched anything because it's Endgame. That's when it ended for me. But maybe I I dabble. You should dabble on this. Yes. You should dabble into this one and Moon Knight because it it doesn't bear small connections. Um, which I think that Moon Knight was a perfect choice to do that. But um, spoiler territory, going to spoilers, all the spoilers. How are we going to talk about anything but episode six? Uh, Well, I will say, I I don't think, I probably could have said this in non-spoiler. I don't think episode two, definitely wasn't my favorite. It jumped in at a weird spot at the very beginning, and I felt like, I know I'm not the only one, but I felt like I was missing an episode in between one and two. But after the first like ten minutes, I I got I'm into to it. Remember it was what episode. what was the second episode about? Um, some agent. Oh yeah, the movie was Brad. an actor. Yes, yes. Um, but with I, I ended up liking it. Um, but. Throughout this this season, it was like we got so many characters' perspectives, and it was like they all wanted to do what was right, and you never really knew which one was the actual right character. Uh, I do think, man, I was so stupid because I was like, on episode three, I was like, well, it's, their plan's not going to work because the timelines are going to expand at an infinite rate. And then in episode six, after they failed so many times, timeless, like, well, 
it's going to expand at an infinite rate. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking that too, Tim. But I decided that it was, you know, science, whatever. So I was like, I'm not really going to fret right. about it. Okay, so episode one was great. It was just a furthering of the narrative from... It was the wildest, loudest, craziest first episode. <laughs> it really hit the ground like, running. Yeah, f- the finale was it cliffhanged, and then you just kept hanging on the cliff. <laughs> All of the first episode, and the time slipping, and, and that was a cool part of the storyline. And just every, they're really just trying to hold the entire place together the whole time. Um, and episode one illustrated that. Episode two was Brad. Um, love when Loki just starts using the magic. Because <laughs> now we're getting, you know, I, I mean, this is funny saying it with the finale in hindsight, but I was like, man, we're finally getting Loki God of Mischief now, you know, mm-hmm. um, like we're getting his powers back and all that stuff. Because he kind of stopped, he didn't use them super much before. Um, and then I don't remember what's episode three was. That just Victor Timely. Episode three was my favorite one. That's where they go back to the eighteen hundreds. Yes, that World was the Victor Fair. Timely. That was such a wacky episode. Yeah, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. It depends on what these court cases come out as, and I don't want to get into all that. But it was brave of them. I I was. I heard that they were thinking about bringing, pulling Jonathan Majors out of it. Um, I don't think that was true because I think it would have been impossible. There were he some, they was fundamental I, to it. And I just yes. appreciate that he didn't even have like a starring role, no. um, but he still did a great job in this season. But there were some point because I know people have talked about having John Boyega as a minute as uh Kang going forward and but and there were some moments where I was like is that really Jonathan Majors and not John Boyega there were a few shots where I was like is it though is I it? don't I don't think I've seen enough of John Boyega just to know Me if he either. can pull it off or not I think I don't like the Kang and Quantum Mania nearly as much as he who remains Kang or Victor Timely Kang. I need to go back and rewatch Quantum. I, all, all I remember of that is he has this like he's trying to be different from the other Kangs. Because mm-hmm. he who remains Kang is kind of just Jonathan Majors. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about it. And then then I don't remember what came after that. Then he did the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was like, oh, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? And he has that whole voice thing going on. I'm like, okay, Jonathan, calm yourself down. And then Victor Timely's hilarious. Victor Timely was a lot of fun. Um, The stuttering and stuff is fun. And then he did all the background ones for that end credit scene. Mm? He did like all of them. Or he did a lot of them. Yeah. I'm interested to see if your guys' opinions match up with this. But before Loki season one, 
I know Loki was like one of the most popular MCU characters and people love Tom Hiddleston and Loki and like to a strange amount. I thought Tom Hiddleston acted really well as Loki. I thought he was a good character, but I didn't love him until season one. And uh, that might have been because he was very much like a villain or anti-hero in Thor 2. Um, but like in Loki season one, like, man, he, his character completely changed. Uh, and then it even more so in season two and uh, he gets so much more depth. Yeah. I think that's when I started to love his character. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was, has always been great as Loki, but in Loki season one and two, man, I, I truly loved his character from this show. Very much so. Oh, what is season? What is episode four about? That was McDonald's. Let me look. That was a secret sponsor of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Not Wally Loki. I think so. I think that's Brad takes them. Part of the TVA. I know five was him doing in recruiting his. Yes, all the I remember five well. Again. Yeah, four ends in a really bad way. Yes, four ends and where the screen just goes white because timely gets gets vaporized. Yes, I thought it would have been such a crazy ending. For them to be like, yeah, there's six episodes, and then that happened, and there's actually only four episodes. <laughs> right. You know, it did have me kind of tripping for a second because I was like, "This is only episode four. We have mm-hmm. two more episodes, not one, but two. Um, and just freezing. And then episode five and six, just freezing time and moving through time over and over again. So, um, which really no. brings us to episode six. If we want to talk about that now, I don't think this was. Boy. 100% explained and it has been almost a full week since I saw episode 6 so I might not just remember this. Did it explain how he got the ability to time slip? No, he just kind of figured it out. No, I mean like in if in the first episode like oh. what caused him to do it the first time? It, he who remains did it. Okay. He who remains gave him that ability. Mm-hmm. Okay. He at, he, at first he, I kind of uh, thought Loki it was says like, to Kang, "So I have you to re- I have you to thank for this." Okay. And he who remains is like, "Yep." So he used it as a way to you know get eventually get Loki to save him from getting killed by Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And so Loki taking that other path, like, is a uh, not in his plan. Well, and it is kind of interesting that in the MCU, there's, uh, I'll say this simply, two two methods of time travel. 
So there's the one in in-game where they travel and anything they do in that in the past creates a different timeline. Uh, and then there's Miss Marvel where it creates a time loop. And in this where they're outside of time and create Loki can create time loops. Loki can also go back in time to other timelines uh, and take people from those timelines. What's really interesting, something I just looked up, because I was like, Ouroboros. I know that name. Like, outside of the MCU. It actually has to, it's an ancient Greek symbol um, of a serpent eating its own tail, which is also traced into Norse mythology of the world serpent eating its own tail as it mm-hmm. encompasses the world. <laughs> well, Loki Loki is time slipping. He cannot bring people with him. No. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He had to have weird fiction writer OB mm-hmm. create a use a tempad create a tempad. So yes, you have three methods of time travel, which they kind of addressed very briefly. Um, I guess I'll mention this here. So they're like, have we been, are we keeping an eye on all the Kangs? And Mobius says, well, there's one let loose in an adjacent realm, but they, they seem to in handle adjacent it. adjacent so. realm in 616. Yes. The adjacent so, realm killed me. <laughs> well, that's kind of explains how the quantum realm works because... Right. It's kind of a bot, a basement realm for the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, the multiple realms and stuff. So if you shrunk in Svartalheim, you would still go to the quantum realm. Speaking of Svartalheim. Just to give a random example. Of Svartalheim, the world tree. Mm. At, at, at the end of episode six. Absolutely. The time tree. The time tree. I really wish that they there was named... a good three minutes there where I was like, what is, what am I watching here? Exactly. <laughs> I, was I wish like, that guys, what is like please don't mess this up. What is <laughs> happening? This uh, could go really wrong really fast. I wish they'd call him the Loki who remains, but instead he's just referred to as God Loki. I think I was hoping he would be God of Stories Loki. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, like they definitely hinted and at then that. MCU Loki could be god of mischief, Loki. Yes, but I think I feel like it really opens the door for. Um, and there's been some debate in the last week about is is Loki returning? Some people are saying no, but Tom Hiddleston came out today and said, "Just hold your breath. <laughs> we for don't how long." <gasps> Long time, but I mean, it's gonna be a bit probably. It's gonna be before he comes. I mean, it's probably. I mean, if Kang Dynasty even happens, Ooh. when uh, shout out to Weekly Planets joke, another guy dynasty, <laughs> Doom Dynasty. I thought that Kang guy died. Well, he did. <laughs> I think it was in episode three or four when when Loki started learning how to time slip from Ob. Uh, my mind went to Kane from the animated series and how he would 
or actually it might have been Thanos, but Thanos would just use the time stone to make them all old. And I was like, man, this would be so good for for Loki to just be like, mm, no, you're all old. just time slip. And I was like, man, that would be such a good uh, like arch enemy for Kane for Loki to just time slip and reverse whatever Kane's trying to do. Uh, Tim, you but, realize yeah, you I... just named time travel method number four? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think all of these have been revealed since phase four. Except for Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Endgame has the first one, which is the Quantum Realm. No biggie. <laughs> and then Loki. Yeah, Loki has the t- 10 pads but also has Loki's time slipping. Um, and then Miss Marvel is the time loop, the bangle. Um, yeah. And then time stone, which was phase three technically, but speaking of time stones, uh, do you realize that uh, when OB reset the computer system and allowed magic in the TVA, all of those time stones that they had are now. Oh no! But but I mean, at that time, the the TVA was still good paper weights. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and something I like about the ending of this season was it gave uh, like the whole time I was thinking. So if they stop the the time from ending what's going to be the purpose of the tva and it kind of gave them a purpose at the end of just watching out for canes and then they gave the report on the the mcu 616 cane sighting um and so it i think that's the new purpose of the tva is to just watch out for canes but i'm not for sure I think they can still look out for other bad variants too mm-hmm. without pruning timelines. But I agree with you. It, it's either their job became non-existent or their job just became 20 million times more difficult because now they're I looking love, at multiple timelines and stuff. I love that. We finally got to see Mobius on his jet ski <laughs> And they've made a Funko Pop of that already. <laughs> I saw that. I was going to say, I think Mobius has to be my favorite because Owen Wilson is great in this. Again, um, you want some pie? I want some pie. And then uh, Sylvie's Sylvie freaking out. You I want saw you pie? at the TVA. I saw you at the TVA. The ATVs. And we have those upstairs. <laughs> um, Mobius is great. I'm going to miss him. If I, I hope I see him again soon. But that brown suit is phenomenal. Um, I should have been Mobius for Halloween. What was I doing? <laughs> but I think a close second favorite variant. Well, it's either it's a tie between OB and Casey <laughs> escaping from Alcatraz. <laughs> so that's like an actual thing, though. Like a historical... Um, <coughs> one of the people... They never found him. One of the people that escaped Alcatraz, his name was Frank, never found the body. Mm-hmm. And they called um, Casey Frank. So Frank made it out. 
Frank made it out, That's but never. Funny. <laughs> when Loki was on the road to the temporal loom, that costume change was the best costume change in all yeah. of the MCU. I thought for a split second that he was reverse time, like aging backwards. So uh, I thought he was becoming kid Loki. Yeah. And then was yeah, I thought that like would have been understandable, but. And then that, that Loki is on the poster and nobody noticed. Loki, Tim, you just got me thinking about other costume changes now. Doctor Strange changes into costume. So cool. In Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. You kidding me? Um, none of the nanotech suits jump out at me. They're all just... I mean, they're cool, but they are what they are, you know? I liked in Ragnarok when Thor and Loki both changed. Because they did, like, the umbrella... Iron Man ground is cool. I mean, Iron Man has so many cool suit-ups. Mm-hmm. That's like part of his whole... That's the best part. Um, but yeah, both of his last... His last two in Endgame are cool. Like where he jumps out of... Off of Stark Tower. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that one hits hard. Um, and then the one where he's getting ready for Hulk to snap. And he protects Hawkeye. That one's that's that's they perfected the the standing there watching him his nanotech build around him because the Infinity War is no thank you <laughs> it was really cool in theaters the first time and that was it man there's just thinking about episode six it's so hard to or or any of these specific episodes it's so hard to put them in perspective because after every episode I was like man. So much happened in that episode. And then I was like, and yet at the same time, nothing really happened. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was like that, that thing of just pacing throughout this whole show was incredible because it, it made you think about like the first season focused on, on identity and being a God and stuff and breaking that down. This focused on like Loki having friends um, and free will versus predestination again. And so it, it focused on all those themes while still giving us with some awesome cliffhangers, good storytelling, good dialogue, uh, good conflict between the characters of just who's right. Is anyone oh, right? in this minute? She's insane. <laughs> yeah, there was oh. sort of a villain in this, and that was Miss Minutes. But anyway, we should get moving on to the next review. But real quick, I mean, nine and a half out of ten. Nine well, out of ten. Full ten out of ten. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I would I give it close to a ten. I would also give it close to a ten, but I don't know how close to give it. But anyway... On with the marbles. All right, Colt. Let's let's do a quick non-spoiler 
Um, and Spencer can listen to to this part of it. Uh, so, well, you want me I to just go be... first because I'm I'm that's, I'm geared up and fine. ready. Very yeah, that's fine. I freaking Very loved it. It was so fun. I had I don't know when the last time I laughed so hard that I cried at a Marvel movie because there were some of those parts that I laughed so freaking hard. I cried. So Um, flirking hard. So (laughs) flirking hard. Actually. Yes. Uh, Specifically that part. (laughs) Um, it was just a fun romp really. Um, I loved all three of our main characters um they all had a lot of fun screen time they had some fun dialogue between them even if kamala khan got a little annoying but that's the nature of the character she's supposed to be annoying um it picked up really well at the very beginning of the movie from the miss marvel tv show um but yeah no i i had a great time um i'm a little bit surprised because i knew you liked it but i definitely did not know you liked it that much i loved it i had a great time wow i'm gonna sound very negative you're gonna be a debbie downer we already know this tim no like i i I enjoyed the TV show hates the movie. Big shocker. (laughs) I I saw some really negative reviews before watching this. So I I tried to go in with an open mind, but I don't know if I did. Hold up. We were talking about costume changes. She has a great costume change. Carol has a great costume change. It was so freaking smooth. I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> it just, there was so much that caught me off guard. Um, specifically, however you say that one planet's name. I can say the name of the planet without spoiling that part. The planet's name is Aladna. And why Aladna. I still remember that, I have no idea. <laughs> it was it was fun. I liked it. I liked that whole scene. The person sitting next to me almost walked out at that point, and I was like, "No, no, no! You gotta stay. This is so much fun." Uh, so I think there's some criticism I can make that's not entirely about the quality of the movie. I think this movie. In a way, it's the first team-up we've had since Avengers. Like, yes, we've gotten Guardians of the Galaxy, but those, that no movie has always been a... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same person. <laughs> uh, but this one... So, Captain Marvel, we've seen her powers in Infinity War and, no, in Endgame. Captain um, Marvel... We haven't actually seen her character uh, since Captain Marvel, uh, which was universe-wise 30 years ago. 
<laughs> and then we were introduced to Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. And we were introduced to Kamala Khan in Miss Marvel. And so this movie... For one thing, not many people liked Captain Marvel because she didn't really show emotions, which was kind of her crucial to her character in that movie. And so they really carried that on in this movie by not having her show emotions. Um, but they had a lot to do in this movie because they had to continue Carol's character from... 30 years ago while incorporating two characters that we were kind of introduced to in a Marvel show, one of which we didn't know about her powers and the other was still learning about her powers. Um, so I, I, I think the short runtime of this movie hurt this movie mm -hmm. because of that. Um, but at the same time, I don't it really think it feels I like an impossible. It feels like an impossible task. Mm -hmm. It kind of was an impossible task. Easy for a comic, really hard for a movie. Yeah. Yes. I do think it in like the introduction of Kamala was very <laughs> good. Like Spencer, do you remember in Miss Marvel, like the first couple episodes, how yes. her like imagination and uh cartoon oh that was so stuff. cool yeah that yeah, was that's, that's that was in this movie parts. oh um, very great yeah it was really <laughs> good uh for, for man i hated the villain forgettable and her powers just confused me um, but that's a very marvel comic booky thing to do yeah i had every expectation like a lot of the know. funnest marvel stories don't have interesting villains I thought the villain was interesting, but I could also, but it was also kind of like a joke villain to me, but like, and in continuity, she's the successor to Ronan the Accuser from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, like she's Thank a direct. No. Ronan well, yeah, the Accuser was... is in Captain Marvel. That's right. He is. I forgot about that. Um, but also, kind of slight spoiler, sorry Spencer, but this movie essentially has a more serious but same plot as Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on if that's a good comparison or not but he's got i think we're going into spoilers i guess we're going um, into the spoilers. that's that's one thing i i hated about the villain was like ronin when he had the power stone in his weapon hammer he had to go on to xandar to destroy xandar destroy then Darbin or Bindar or whatever just had to like be in that planet's atmosphere and then could create a thing to take away the air or the water or the sun. Uh, 
The, the just the powers were confused me. I, I don't. Well, because like, she could do that because of the bangle, right? But now we have those two bangles that are just. I think one is still on Kamala and the other's on Carol. I think, mm-hmm. but that's weird. It is weird. Uh, I kind of wish. It. I love it that they 100% ignored Secret Invasion because in Secret Invasion they mention Emperor Drogue and then Emperor Drogue is in this movie on a planet with refugees. Uh, Yeah, because isn't Emperor Drogue supposed to be dead? uh, So in Secret Invasion they, they like hinted or mentioned that he he had a group of refugees or something. But now Emperor Drogue is probably on, on Earth. Earth. That was a weird, also a very weird cameo. Um, yeah. <laughs> she looked like she just got done filming Men in Black International. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt nothing when she was on screen. Like, not surprise, not shock, not... I didn't feel a thing. I was not connected with her character at all. Dockery. Yes. There were some good cameos in this, not gonna lie, but most of them were at the end. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mention that. Um, um, one thing I am happy that we got to see, finally, is... The great old Cree onion head. The Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to see like like, physical form. They had that little flashback and I was like, was this in the first movie? Because I just thought the AI thing was just of her commander good Cree. Wendy. Wendy Lawson, I think. I uh, I know that was. I just watched the movie the other day. Yeah. Yeah, there. That was a good callback. Um, Costumes. I I kind of enjoy the costumes. I like the costumes, but man, (laughs) I mean, it had kind of a rocky start, but then once they hit Adelan or whatever it is, um. And they just started singing. (laughs) Adeline's a different place. (laughs) I'm in. I'm all in. And then Uh, with the flurkin eggs, the flurkin eggs were great. The flurkin eggs are as... They were so convenient for the plot. Like, they were kind of fun, but I was like, why are these in this movie? Um... But they'd be out of place in any other Marvel movie. Yeah. And where was Goose in Endgame? That's my question. Where was Goose in the Endgame final battle? Did you realize they changed the design of Goose? Yes. (laughs) Um No, I liked I thought I thought the scene it made me laugh so hard was that little montage. Of just the crew members on Saber being eaten by the flurkin kittens. 
that cracked me up. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. It's like everybody's terrified of these little kittens. And then I, I know that, like, with an ever-expanding universe in the MCU, like we, it's not good to have a a show or a movie about every character. But mm-hmm. I truly want a show about sword or saber. Um, mainly because uh, uh, the the leader in the comics, uh, Brand, is a really cool character and uh, controversial or not. She she ends up dating uh, Beast. Um, not not one of the greatest moments, but she's a really cool character. And then in this movie, we have that that one character that was like was asked how old he is, and he's like a couple hundred oh, years old. I'm like, what? Are you a mutant or what? Right. <laughs> uh, and I, I'd just be fun to see their their little adventures. Um, I I liked the uh, Con family. Yes. When I thought Samuel Jadson was kind of phoning in his lines, um, but at the same time, I have no idea if this was supposed to be before Secret Invasion or after, or yeah, if the MCU is just throwing out Secret Invasion because this was not the same Nick Fury that we got no, in Secret Invasion, not at all. Um, I you know. I actually really liked this this training montage in this movie of Monica, Carol, and Kamala, like kind of all training themselves on how to use the the swapping. Um, I think there might have been a few moments when they used the powers at the same time and they didn't switch. It but at the same time, I think the planning was really like there was. A lot of planning that went into that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not consistent by any means, but it was still, it was fun. There was, I don't really understand why people didn't like this because I just thought it was a fun switch up on, on just several accounts, um, switching each other's places. Um, yeah, I think that was thing- a, a big draw for me. Yes, the singing planet. Um, Captain. I don't Marvel's know if that name. was a draw for me, but at well, the same time, at that point, I was like, I'm just gonna roll with this. Um, Carol being married. Um, I mean, but that's something that like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought there were a lot of unique qualities of this movie, and it doesn't deserve the hate that it gets. Yeah, I, I I definitely don't think I hated this movie. I definitely think that I just yeah I don't think we've really seen Carol's character. I I know we saw her in Endgame, but that was more like we saw her powers. I don't think yeah. her character has really been on screen since Captain Marvel, and that was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And her whole character in that movie was the Kree had that chip to where she couldn't express emotions. And I just don't really feel like she 
express emotions in Endgame or that much in this. She um, had some humor in Endgame. Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Yeah. And I, I don't think having Captain Marvel... I didn't love it being set in the 90s then and having this movie come out just made me realize that more of I wish that movie wasn't set in the 90s um, just because of that fact that this is 30 years apart and <laughs> I don't it's it's not as bad as Thor 4 where Thor 4's character just went in the opposite direction of where it was going but right. this character just hasn't changed at all. Um, no, but I do think that after this movie, with the next appearance of Captain Marvel, I do think her character could be much more complex of just mm-hmm. interacting with Monica and uh, Kamala. I just felt like there was a, something lacking. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate this movie at all. I didn't love it. I would say this movie for me was like high low or low mid of the MCU. And I was trying to think about what movies I didn't like in the MCU. And it's like the common ones that people didn't like are Thor 2. But I actually think with age that that one's more appreciated. That one's a little more appreciated with age. Yeah. For me like a really recent movie that I didn't like was Thor four. I I me, think I like this one more than that. I definitely like this more than Thor four. I liked it a whole lot more than black widow. I did not enjoy black widow. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I think I would, I think I liked this one more than black widow. There were like, I mean, you had red, red guardian was the draw red guardian and Yelena were the draws for black widow for me but other than that it was a lackluster story Uh, black widow's already dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a that's a good point uh black widow definitely should have been made after winter soldier and this one should have been made well i don't think this one i think this one came out at the right time I just think yeah. Captain Marvel should have been based more recent than the 90s. Um, yeah, I didn't like Darbin. Um, I don't know if Aladna is just the whole planet is destroyed or. I don't think I'm going to put that much thought into it either. No. Um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, let's let's move on to what we've all been wanting to do. Um, let's talk about those that ending because that wasn't a credit scene, and then the credit scene. They should have. Uh, so, they really should have put that as an end credit scene, not yeah, attached yeah. to the end of the movie. Because like the ending of the movie was, I think Carol moving into the Rainbow House. I think it was Carol. No, uh, it was. You think um, it was the cons? the cons? Yes. No, it was. I think they were all living there. Yeah, I. It, that was unclear. So yeah, 
But that was the ending of the movie. And then they're like, but we're going to continue the ending by having Kate Bishop show up. Woo! And uh, and Lucky the dog. Uh, and and King Kamala saved the Nick Fury line. Nick Fury. <sighs> but also confirming Young Avengers. So I actually think I missed heard the line. Did she say, did you know Ant-Man has a daughter? Yes. Okay. So those three will be in Young Avengers at some point. Um, maybe Iron Lad, if the Kane stuff continues. I just, I just don't want to think about Young Avengers at this point. I mean, if so that's probably going to still happen i just really hope kate bishop is the leader of that i don't want kamala khan leading (laughs) i like kamala khan i'd be fine with kamala i feel like kamala is gonna be more of like a tony stark and kate bishop is gonna be like a captain america type if that makes sense that's interesting so Kamala's going to be like, uh, well, I think I'm the leader, but I'm really not. I'm just here to provide support, not financial support like Tony Stark. <laughs> so but then Kamala's really like be. 17, I think. And uh, and Kate Bishop's like 20, 23. 23. She says she's 20. We'll be the Young Avengers. You, you do know I'm 23, right? <laughs> this does kind of open it up, though, because uh, the team Kamala led, I think, was the champions. And mm-hmm. so they they could really open up to a lot of champion people now that she's kind of the leader. Um, but I don't think they're really going off of many of that. Um. I actually don't think there's a lot to discuss now of that now. Um, now in Ironheart, it's very possible that we could have an in credit scene of one of them showing up in Ironheart and being like, mm-hmm. "Want to join our club?" Yeah, I bet it's um, going to be Kamala. I think it's going to be Lucky the Pizza Dog, just with a yeah. note in its mouth. That would also be fine. Let's let's move on to the actual end credit scene. And before that, Cole, how long did you st- to stay after seeing this this net scene? Did you watch all the credits? I watched all the credits only to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'd even heard there was only one and I was like, oh, I thought there were two. I'm just gonna wait just to make sure. Um so the ending of the movie Monica uses her very undefined powers of seeing light to me and um, me and my friend close. made the joke, and this may have to be cut, but um, <laughs> we had we made the joke of like, oh yes, I am now. You know, you knew me as Photon, the Gray. Now I am Photon the White. <laughs> I will say that when she was fully powered up, 
she looks very much like her comic book version uh, when she's fully powered up. And it's her her powers in the comics are whack. Like she just travels like electricity through neon signs and stuff. It's it's like Electro, uh, but better. So she uses who else's powers are crazy. Binary. <laughs> so she she closes the gap in between realities which for sure, some reason Darbin accidentally did uh and so I don't I just want to, before I just straight up say it, I don't think that's the same thing as an incursion, like what happened in no. Multiverse of Madness. No. Because they're throwing a lot of multiverse stuff at us, and it's it's a little hard to make sense of it all right now. <laughs> I think that is separate. I think it's just two adjacent alternate realities. Mm -hmm. So the post credit scene, Monica wakes up and her mom is next to her. Wow. And Beast is there. You know what's crazy is that as she's played three different characters in the MCU now. Yeah. She played Monica's mom in Captain Marvel, and then in this, then she played Captain Captain Marvel herself mm-hmm. in freaking Multiverse of Madness, and now she's so. Is who is this character? Is this binary? So, the based on the costume, it's binary, which is a kind of a clone version of Carol Danvers. Yes. So, I'm not sure in that alternate reality if she is a mutant or if the mutants are joining up with like Avengers and all the other heroes. Or if that world is just mutants. I'm not sure. But okay, they so have Beast played by Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Um it in the um in the credits on IMDB she is binary. Okay. And I don't I mean, I know it was a running joke throughout this movie of Kamala trying to give uh, Monica Rambeau, a, a code name. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call her Photon because they never actually gave her a name. They never actually gave her Photon. <sighs> oh well. Um. So, what? What? I'm I'm not super strict on a number rating, but what? How do you think you would? Either summarize this this movie or what would you rate it? 
I I gave it because I rate all my movies on IMDb and just have a running list. I gave it an eight out of ten because, like I said, I just had fun with it. There was a lot of fun moments. It wasn't overly serious, but there were some serious moments in it. Some good callbacks to the MC, the larger MCU. I just, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna sound very much more negative about it. I think I'm gonna rate this as six. Boo. No, I'll go with six six point five because. I don't think this no. is the worst movie in the MCU. No. I've... That goes to Thor 4. <laughs> um, I... Yeah. And, uh, th- there's some things like, I don't know if Alana's, if the planet's dead. Um, it's a weird planet. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's dead. I hate to see it go. I I don't want to ever visit it again in the MCU, but it was a fun little time. Um, I think the runtime kind of hurt this movie a little bit. For sure. At the same time, I don't think I would have wanted it any longer. <laughs> yeah, and I I got a lot of... In that final fight against Darben, it, it really was more of like a flashback to the fight on uh, the high evolutionaries ship in guardians three mm-hmm. because the ships are also kind of similar in shape. So that was a little confusing to my brain. I was like, what? But, oh, well, uh, it was, it was kind of cool to see Hala again, but at the same time, mm-hmm. the fact that they don't have a son really confused me. Uh, I was like, what did Carol do that made them not have a son? Right. How are they alive? Uh, but I'm not putting that much thought into it. The Flurkins were a huge plot uh, convenience, but they were they were fun. Um yeah, this this movie is very much a fun movie. I, like, don't don't think about this movie too much, but just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, its tone is a little bit more consistent than Thor four. Um, yeah, so it's it's more enjoyable than enjoyable. some of the less serious movies the MCU has put out. Um. Really hope next time we see Carol, she has more of a personality. And I know that's what people said about after Captain Marvel, but like, I didn't feel like her character changed much. No, in, again in thirty years. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was this was a, a more enjoyable movie than I went in expecting. <laughs> Which is good because the next Marvel movie we'll see will be one movie in next year. So, yeah, that's so weird. Are you ready to call Spencer back? Yeah, I think so. Is he coming back? Okay, I'll text him.
don't think we're talking about anything else, so we can probably end it. I don't know. How does he want us to end it? Ah. All right. So, um, listeners, uh, I don't know what episode we're doing next, but I do know some things we will probably talk about. Uh, we are kind of planning a episode about Invincible. We might. Oh, hey, Spencer. Um, so we might do an episode about Invincible, either part one or when part two is released. We'll, we might do both of those together. Uh, we're going to talk about Murtad probably next month, so we can read that big book. Um, yeah, Invincible Part One, Murtad, oh, part one. Okay. and then Percy that's Jackson. really about it. Yeah, Percy Jackson will be the finale of this season. We'll do a episode. Oh, and Rebel Moon. Oh, just for Tim, we're doing a Rebel Moon episode. So mm. give me some of that. Oh, also. Um, I didn't say this in uh, what have we been marveling, but uh, the Avatar game comes out uh, first week of December. What what kind of Avatar? I think it's called like Frontiers at Pandora or something like oh, that. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. is this Blue People Avatar? Or oh, it's Blue Bending Avatar. All right, well Road. we'll catch you on that. Uh, on that, um, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, or whenever you're listening to this or wherever you're listening to this, if Thanksgiving's not your thing, um, we'll be back after the break from, from the holidays. So see you then.